Welcome to another episode of What the Shuck, the podcast. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman, and it's time for two big knuckleheads to talk some high school football and whatever else comes to mind. Joining me, David Adam, Muddy River Sports Editor, or Muddy River News Editor, excuse me. And say, wait a second, the, there, big fella. <laughs> I have enough to and do. The, the WTAD voice of game night which means you're hitting the road this week because both Quincy teams are on the road. That is correct. I'll be heading down to Alton, Illinois for the second time this season. Uh, the first time I went down there, I was fortunate enough to get a chance to go play golf with my daughter, uh, which was interesting because she's just learning how to play. Um, but she's actually, you know what? She goes up and she takes a hack. I mean, she, she swings. She swings hard, and 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 that's that's half the battle. So uh, that was fun. Rip it, rip it. But she she is unable to play this weekend, um, or, okay. or even today. So uh, I will be driving uh, down there with uh, the effervescent uh, Chad Deusterhouse and uh, broadcasting our second game this season from Public Schools Stadium in Alton, Illinois. I think we're going to be outside, but I don't think it's going to be terribly cold. And if I just bring a well, set you, of gloves, I'll be fine. Let's say you said you played golf yesterday and I you did. said it was cold. Yesterday was a little brisk. Um, I think, well, if, if you've ever had the opportunity to be around my brother at all, not just at the golf course, but just in life in general, uh, he is a weather nut. And he, and I think that comes from his days of being the baseball coach and is practice yep. going to get rained out and the game's going to get rained out. And he's constantly fretting about the weather. And so I, I think I, you could call him right now and ask him what the wind chill factor is and what's the, <laughs> and, and he knows it because I, he must have told me the wind chill factor yesterday was like 47 degrees, but it really wasn't, it really wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. I was, I was adequately dressed to just, Yesterday would have been a good day for two golf gloves instead of just one golf glove. That would have been the only thing that I would have probably changed. Is my hand when my hands get cold, then I'm cold. So I got I just well, got I just got to wear gloves. Even though there's concerns about the weather later in the weekend, because I know uh, Quincy University has its last home soccer game for the season on Sunday, and they're already talking about contingency plans of moving times up to try to avoid the weather. Mm-hmm. Tonight shouldn't be any rain. It might be a little cold. Just Some, a nice night know. to have a blanket, you know, yep. s- snuggle up next to to your girl and, you know, watch a little football. Maybe spike the hot chocolate with some peppermint schnapps. And- I, I'm sure there will be plenty of people who will do that as well. <laughs> Why not, eh? We we used to figure out ways, you would, you, you know, you'd get a group of people, uh, granted this is dating me a little bit, when we'd go to Mizzou games back in the day, you get a girl who had the puffiest coat, oh, because they wouldn't they wouldn't check her the inside pockets of her coat, so you could smuggle pints of peppermint schnapps into the stadium into Pro Field, and then you'd go buy hot chocolate, and there you go. So the tailgate continued into the stadium. You know, I was just content with drinking my hot chocolate, but I guess that's you know that's that's what you got to do. I guess you know it, 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 to 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 get through some of those Mizzou games. Back then, yes, and and the way they're playing defense this year, yes, because their defense is awful. So, where are you going tonight? Uh, I'm going to be monitoring a bunch of games from the home office. Okay, I figured uh, that's about because, all you could do. Well, yeah, we've got. I mean, because we've got a bunch of teams on the road. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, teams with 
with impactful games that we just can't get to with our limited number of bodies. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, one of those big ones is Quincy High School going to Rock Island, needing a win to make the playoffs. What do you think? I would say right now if, if, if there was ever such a thing as, you know, like DraftKings betting odds for high school football games, um, I think Rock Island has to be the favorite to win. Yeah. But – I, I keep going back to the fact that Moline has just steamrolled most everybody in that conference. But one of the teams that didn't steamroll was Quincy High School. Right. And, 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 and now they beat them up pretty bad in the second half, but Quincy led at halftime. And you yep. just don't know um, what you, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever felt more bad for a football program than Rock Island Alleman. On the one I saw them on Friday night, uh, yeah, it's just what because I, I was talking to somebody and I don't remember who it was, but I mentioned, oh, I know, who, uh, uh, it was one of the guys that I that uh, I, when I I help uh, in the press box on Saturdays at Quincy University, and one of the guys uh-huh. who I don't, I don't want to wouldn't want I don't want to call him out or anything, but someone who would know high school football, and I said, yeah, right. I, I was at the the Notre Dame game, I'm sorry, at the Quincy High game last night, and it was Quincy beat Alleman forty eight to nothing. They're as bad as I've ever seen them. And he goes, Rock Island Alleman? Green uniforms? Big big white A on the on the, the helmets? Said, yeah. yeah, that's them. I said, they're helpless. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they now I shouldn't say they were helpless because they did move the ball on occasion. They had a tailback who wasn't bad. They have a, a, a Division One level offensive lineman who was very yeah. uh, athletic. But they just were, you know, totally overmatched and it's just amazing for this is a program that's i think they've won like 17 western big six conference championships and they've played in five state championship football games and now here they are you've got to be thinking uh if you're the administration of 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 alleman high school with the enrollment that it's at right now and the projected enrollment it's supposed to be at for next year you've got to start thinking it's it's time for us to get out of this conference well, there's also conversations I know that have been have had been had, and will continue to be had of the state of the school just itself. Yeah, that, that's the other thing is the because, school because of its own is in trouble. Yeah, because of declining enrollment, and you're right. Uh, there's no way in any sport, practically, that they can compete um, and give their kids the best opportunity to just. To enjoy the high school experience. Absolutely. I mean, you might have a team every once in a while with an enrollment of 300. They're talking as – I've heard numbers projected as low as 280 students next year. Yeah. And you're competing against schools with enrollments of two 2,000 students. You're just – you might have one team, one or two teams that might not get crushed, but especially in football – you're not going to have much of a chance. And, you know, really the, the, the realistic situation for them is they're going to have to probably drop out of the Western Big Six if that's the way their enrollment continues to, to yeah. trend. But back to tonight's game. Quincy High School has only won at Rock Island twice in the last 45 years. Um, and that's twice, tw- those two times have happened in the last 10 years. So there's a little bit of hope in that sense. Mm-hmm. But, but but you also got to – there's so much to factor in. Um, you know, is 
the Eli Reese, the Rock Island quarterback, leads the Western Big Six with 17 touchdown passes. Um, Rock Island is averaging like 39 points a game since it got shut out by Moline. Um, so it seemed to have turned the corner. It's five and three. They've Rock Island's already secured its playoff spot. But the Devils' season is on the line night. This is a playoff game. If you have to approach it that way. Oh, of course you do. And 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 the th- and, and I think so many people looked at that Moline 60, 60 something to nothing victory over Rock Island three or four weeks ago and went, well, Rock Island must be terrible. And since then, Rock yeah. Island's been really good, which must mean right. Moline must be pretty darn good. Um, so Quincy has its hands full tonight. Um, do I think they're going to win? No, I don't think they're going to win. But I would not be surprised if the Blue Devils did win. I, I just yeah. – this team is, is still – they're not very big. Um, the fact that Rock Island throws the ball a little bit – Quincy's got some pretty decent pass defenders – and Quince and Lewis and Ty Douglas. Uh, and Quincy's been able to score. Yeah, and Quincy had and, nobody's really stopped Quincy from scoring this year. They may not yeah. have scored as much against certain teams, but Quincy's always putting two, three touchdowns up on the board. Yeah. So it'll uh it'll be an interesting matchup. Meanwhile, Notre Dame goes down to an alt facing Alton Marquette team that's 0 and eight. Um and shouldn't have any trouble tonight. What'd you think of him last week? I mean, how was it? Has Notre Dame, I guess, for the lack of a better way of saying, has Notre Dame fixed its problems, or I, was Granite was Granite City just that bad? Um, what, what'd City, you get? Granite, Granite City was bad, um, but they had some athletes, which is what you expected. Notre Dame got back to playing the way it needed to, which was on what defense and on special teams and. Defense and special teams are going to carry that team. They did a nice job offensively of the short passing game um, and, and getting the ball outside and, and getting getting Jack Gillen involved and those sorts of things. But the defense has to make plays. Um, and special teams have to make plays for that team to be really good. And that happened last week. They made, you know, they blocked a the punt. They, you know, they had some interceptions. They just, they, they seem, as granted, it was an 0-7 Grand City team, but they made plays. And then that allowed the offense to take what Grand City was giving it, and it did that. It didn't get, didn't overcomplicate things. They just took what was there and, and kind of re-energized themselves. And, you know, they go on the road this week. They play an Alton Marquette team that's 0-8. You win that, you're 6-3. And the projections I'm seeing right now, based on playoff points, is Notre Dame could potentially have a home playoff game at six and three, <clears throat> based on it'll be in, in Class Four A, and the number of teams that will be in Four A, based on records. It, it, there's a chance that, that six and three they could have a home playoff game. Wow, really? I, I I don't remember too many times where six and three teams got home playoff games before. Steve Susi, who is kind of the the godfather of bracketing, right for the state. Project, project them as a number five seed uh, in the South just based on records and playoff points. Okay, so that's interesting because I haven't looked at any of Susie's stuff this past week. And you're right. Susie's pretty good. I mean, I'm, he's not he's not perfect. No, There's no way you can sit there and guess what the IHSA is going to do every single time. But right. it, 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 when you say, uh, okay, so it, 
are they a barely four A team, or are they kind of hey we're they're four A and that's just the way it's going to be? Is there any chance that, I, that I, they could go three? No, I think it's I think they're four A no matter what. Okay, so when you say they go south, who would be some of the other teams that would be in their uh, in their uh, their quad quadrant or whatever? You know, who else could they potentially be playing? Springfield Sacred Heart Griffin. Oops. Um, yeah, I mean, Mount Zion. Although, if they got a home uh, game, they wouldn't play Sacred Heart Griffin, would they? No. Um, but I don't remember who he had them okay. paired up with um, as, as, a, as the 5C. But, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, it's, I think you, you know, we'll find out tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, that's true. Uh, I just said parents come out Saturday night uh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, Television, the playoff parents television shows from eight to nine. Uh, you can catch it on WGEM here in Quincy and the surrounding area. So uh, we'll find out tomorrow night what happens. But in, I mean, I think going into last week, everybody thought, you know, there's no way they're on the road. And I think a lot of people were looking at an eight and one Sacred Heart Griffin having to, you know, having to go over there. And then Susie's projections came out, and it was like, wait a minute, and. I, I think the the part of this that nobody's quite kind of factored in yet is how many teams have had to lose games because of COVID and how you know I, I and I just don't know those numbers. Yeah. But but apparently there there's enough COVID related forfeits um, and losses and stuff that it you know this could be the year you get a couple four and fives in the in the playoffs. Mm. Wow, so that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how the playoffs break, you know, on the brackets break down. Again, I just say playoff uh, pairing show is Saturday night at eight o'clock. So we'll know we'll know all that. We know we know UND will be in. We mm-hmm. know Central's in. Brown County and Unity Payson are both sitting there with five wins this week, so they're in. Um, everybody's trying to improve their their seating and their bracket. Um, and Pittsfield's another one at four and four. Unfortunately, they've got Williamsville this week. Williamsville is seven and one, averaging fifty points a game, and their only loss was in week one to a team out of Wisconsin. <laughs> so I don't. I, I don't but you know what? Pittsfield when was the last time Pittsfield was four and four? Pittsfield just two thousand. Last time they made the playoffs. 2008 when they went eight and three. Yeah. 2008, 2009. I forget the right correct year, but it's. I mean, they haven't won more than three games since then. So this is their best year in quite a while. Well, good for the Sockies. What what, yeah. what what a program with such great history that has really struggled in the last decade. Yep. So they've done they've done a nice job. On the other side of the river, we've got another one of those kind of feel good stories brewing or continuing with Highland. Yeah, going into wow. I mean, it's taken it's taken on Monroe City tonight, um, and Monroe City, you know, obviously state ranked seven and one, but Highland six and two, first winning guaranteed its first winning season in thirty one years, and should they should they beat Monroe City, they share the conference championship or win it out. I don't I can't remember if the CCC does the head to head if you beat someone if you sure. tie. And, you know, or you just share it. Like in the Western Big Six, you just share it if you end up with the same record. Right. But 
Good for, good for Highland, I, though. I mean, what that's yeah. that, I mean, there have been a lot of people who have tried a lot of different ways for a long time there to get that program going. And now you got to have the horses to do it. And we've mentioned yep. it many times in this broadcast that they have speeds to burn. I mean, they've got all right. kinds of people who can run, and they've got a quarterback who can get it out there. Uh, so good yep. for them to see to see Highland become a team that you know. Who would have? How much money would you have bet two months ago, and said, We're, "I'm going to give you, you know, what hundred to one odds? Highland's going to play Monroe City on Week Nine with the conference championship, you know, going to the winner." How many people would have said, "I'm going to give you hundred to one odds"? How many people would have taken that? I don't think too many would have. No, not too many would have. So. Um, Hannibal looking to punctuate a, an undefeated regular season uh, tonight at Columbia Battle. Um, this will be the seventh undefeated regular season in program history. I, went, I was looking that up last night. Two of them occurred in 1912 and 1919. Um, and then John Bringer had a couple undefeated regular season teams. Uh, and then Mark St. Clair. Um, had a couple, and that's it. So, where, where, what, what, what have you looked at Hannibal's path? I have. To, into who are they? Who are they going to face? The 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 big bugaboo on this side of the bracket with them um, is West Plains. West Plains. Okay, I just wondered which which big which big team are they going to have to run into. It, and West Plains is number four in the state rankings right now. Hannibal's three. Um, and then you've got on the other side of the bracket, you got MICDS, which is number two, and Smithville, which is number one. So are Smithville and uh, MICDS on the other side of the bracket? Is it balanced out that yeah. way? Yep. Because then I also see, I mean, there, not only do you have those four teams, but you've got an undefeated Union team, an undefeated Lincoln College prep team, an undefeated Vashon yep. team. Um, right. You know, that's just, it'd be interesting. You know, you figure Vashon, M-I-C-D-S, they'll all kind of end up in the same, I have to imagine, right. in, the, in the same same place. Where Lincoln College Prep, I, I have to assume that's a St. Louis area school? Yeah. Okay. And McClure, there's another St. Louis area school. Yeah. But the so fact is. St. Louis is, area is pretty good. But so, so it's a benefit for Hannibal to go to the other side of the bracket this year. Yeah, no kidding. So, and. and Face it, we've talked about it all year. Hannibal's really good. This, this is this is championship caliber Hannibal. So, um, got to finish off the regular season tonight, and, and then worry about districts. But what do you know about battle? Uh, four and three. Um, Hannibal should take care of business. Okay. Well, I mean, the the one thing that you know you might have to start thinking about if your coach Gishwinder is, you know, do. I want to make sure my team's healthy. I want to make sure my team's right. ready to go for for the for the postseason. Um, and I'm going to assume that week one in the postseason, Hannibal's going to draw somebody that's 0-10, oh, yeah. 1-9, something like that. Um, so you know, but the, the, really, this whole season has been getting ready for the postseason. They they had their tough their tough tests early, but my guess is everybody everybody in Hannibal, everybody on that staff. You know, I'm sure people don't like to talk about it, and we're going to take one take one game at a time, and the good Lord willing, and all that stuff. But yeah, 
I think everybody who follows that program and has followed, known the history of the program and has known the, the, the level of play that you have to have to be a solid 4A team in, in, in Missouri, they're looking at this team as, okay, you got to take this, this Hannibal team seriously. They're, this is a team that could win a state championship. Yeah. And so, no but it looks like there might be three or four others years just like that, which is no different than any other year. But it's still, well, you know, Hannibal has to be licking its chops. They've been waiting for this for this point in the season, you know, for yeah. for some time. So, it should be, you know, in district play, Missouri starts next week. So, we're, we're at that point where, you know, we're going to start seeing teams eliminated and, and starting to see who's going to rise above the rest and who's ready for postseason. And uh, kind of a fun time of year um, for everyone. Now, the, an interesting conversation I had uh, this past week and something I'm going to delve into with some coaches and, and write a story for next week is how many of the Illinois kids are burned out or physically tired because they played a spring season, didn't get much of an off season, and, and now they played a nine game regular season. Are you hearing that? Or, yeah, I'm hearing. I'm hearing that's a concern. That's interesting. Uh, that, that, so, it, but what, you know what that shows you is if they truly are, and, and I, I'm not disputing that they're not getting burned out. You know, that's yeah. I don't know. The only ones, yeah, the only ones who can tell us that are the kids. But yeah. if they are getting burned out. That just shows you the physical toll that you take as a football player, well, where you literally and, almost need like an entire like six months before yeah. you can start revving it back up again to play. You know, with the summer, the summer ball, and, and I, the summer camps, and and then getting ready for the next fall. And I don't know if "burned out" the right terminology, but just the physical toll and the fatigue that six games in the spring, you know, a few summer camps. And now nine games here in the fall plus preseason and everything. That it's just guys are worn down. That would be interesting I, to hear what those kids have to say. Yeah, and, and you know, if I'm gonna delve into that going into going into the first week of the postseason, but hearing some of that from some people from some from some coaches in the area that that's a concern made you go, oh. Didn't even think about. Yeah, that. exactly. You, you know, that's that's what you get when you go to practice and you go talk to kids and you actually yeah. have a conversation. And it's like, man, I'm tired. Yeah. And we're gonna and I'm gonna have a really cool story next week um, on Quincy Notre Dame quarterback Calvin Lavery. Um, he was born with a, a an issue with his cranium to where when he was ten months old, they actually opened up his head. He's got he's got a scar from ear to ear. Um, to fix the cranium issue, you know, he had to wear a helmet, a helmet after that, and um, I mean, plates and screws and the whole bit. And here he is now, eighteen years old, and you would never know it. Well, and 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 you've got to wonder. I mean, you and I both know his parents well, yeah. And yep. you have to wonder: at any point, did some doctor say, uh, "Mr. And Mrs. Lavery"? Um, I would really not recommend your son playing contact sports. Well, you're going to have to read the story to find out about that. Well, I'm sh- I can't wait. So, no, they were had, had an incredible conversation with the entire family, um, yeah, about the scenario and and what took place 18 years ago, and 
and uh, and look at him now, starting quarterback for for a playoff team. Um, it's a great story, and it's uh, I hope people will enjoy it. Uh, QED soccer chances. What are you thinking? Uh, I think that well, it's interesting. Mendota is undefeated and has lit up the scoreboard, but have they faced a team that can score like QND? That's the kicker. So I think I think Notre Dame's got a good shot at winning Saturday in the sectional finals against Mendota and that's up in Chillicothe. Chillicothe, okay. Yep. And then they would play Tuesday in the super sectional should they win. Um, and any idea who I they would they run into? I uh, forget who it is off the top of my head. I apologize. Um, it's written down in my notebook. <laughs> um, but it's uh, – I still think they got a legit shot at winning the state title. Yeah, I I, th- I think anybody who saw the number of people they had coming back from last year's team that I think would have been almost un- unbeatable for a state championship, yeah. they still have all kinds of weapons who came back from that team. Um, yeah. So for Notre Dame to get where it has, not surprising. Um, I think you know, kind of kind of expected. Uh, what do you think of the hand of the uh, uh, Q&D girls volleyball team? I, there, there's another they're team. Loaded. That's, I mean, they're loaded, aren't they? They're loaded, but man, Class Two A is loaded. You know, and I'm, you know, Notre Dame has this it has this volleyball tournament this week, and the one it hosts at QU. Um, and the top three teams in in Class Two A, according to a certain set of state rankings, are all will all be here. You know, what, modern and, day. Modern day, uh, Montini and QND, and then McComb's really good. Decatur St. Greece is really good. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of roadblocks to get to the state tournament. Should you get to, for everybody? You know, QA is just gonna uh, gonna be a bear. Well, and don't um, you think? Don't you think though? That's I love that tournament being played at the time of the year that it is, because I think what it I think it sends a signal to your kids that hey. It's state tournament time. You know, we start state tournament play next week. And to get ready for this, you want to go play the Decatur St. Teresa's and the Montini's and the QND's and the Breeze Modern Days and go, okay, we need, here we go. Let's find out how good we are. And if you, if you hang with them, then you think you've got a chance to really be special. Um, you know, I, I, I know some coaches would much rather have kind of a cupcake-ish ending to the season so you end on a good note and and there's something to be said for that as well I'm much more the other way going I love the fact that there are teams that are coming in from all over the state to say let's rock let's just go play and have and and have at it it should be interesting should be interesting and it's we're we're at that time of year where next week's gonna be really interesting because everybody's in postseason yep I might have to actually go cover some another game you might have to. You never know. We'll have to see what happens. We'll, we'll know a heck of a lot more after Saturday night, that's for sure. Yeah, we will. We will. Definitely will. So, you enjoy your trip to Alton. Uh, check out uh, the game night guide for game night grub. Did you tell anybody? Where, am I, do I need to check out the game night guide to know where I need to eat in Alton? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to check out game night grub. I, I have to something. imagine. I got to imagine. I mean, if, if, if you're going to Alton, isn't there one place you just got to go? Well, but here's the deal. I know I know exactly where you're thinking. Right. But you got to be 21 to get in there. So if That's you got true. family with you, if you got kids with you, 
you can't go there. That's true. I'd forgotten about that. So there's a different suggestion in game night growth. Okay. All right. Well, I, I will. I will go check out that uh, portion yeah, of your, of your piece. All right. Well, you have a safe trip tonight, All and right. we'll talk more football next week. All right. See you. This has been what the shot. Thanks for David Adams for joining me. Have a great weekend.